Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chaffin. You drive everywhere, right? Pretty much, yeah. Like, I mean, if it's during the day going into the city, I'll, I'll take the subway in. Oh, okay. So you, know? you still, you know, slub with the rest of us. Yeah. In the subway. Yeah. Subway's insane, man. I just, I don't know if you've taken it at three eight three in the morning yeah. lately, but it's like, and it's really amazing because it's like, there's just, it's just really the definition of like everybody cohabitating together because it's like <laughs> the people in the worst circumstances, you <laughs> yeah. know, and then. You know, then there's a girl with a Louis Vuitton bag, and like you know, it's like everybody's yeah. in there together. Yeah, and it really shows you that yeah, we can get along. You know, right. you look at, you just ride the E train at like yeah. three a.m. You'd be yeah. like, well, you know, that's right. Yeah, I don't know why there's so much fighting going on in the world <laughs> when it comes to getting home and being warm. Eh, everybody seems to get along. Yeah, yeah. Those, I mean, those three a.m. trips though, like you just never know. That could wind up being like a three-hour odyssey right if it changes tracks or it's there's a delay or there's right there's a million yeah yeah it's uh where did did you grow up like here i grew up in queens yeah a little further east in in belrose yeah about 30 minutes from here all right so you've always had the chaos pretty much used to the city yeah 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 i can't imagine that being a kid and just you know just going into manhattan when you're 14 or something like i don't even know what that's like yeah i mean it was still kind of like special for I'm one of five, so like my, for my family, like going into the city was still kind of a big deal. Cause okay. We were far enough from, you know, it was like a 40 minute drive into the city. Yeah, yeah. So it was still like, and we had we had uh, cousins who lived on like 95th Street or something. So we would go in, but it was kind of like a special occasion. You know? Okay. It wasn't like I was like, you know, riding the subway and, like you the know. Warriors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Matching vest with your buddies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's funny because that's. That was what I, you know, living in Texas, like, that's all I knew was either Woody Allen movies, yes. whatever, you know, songs people were singing about New York, Lou Reed, or, you know, right. or movies like The Warriors and Taxi Driver. So it's like, I was just, you know, I kind of wanted that seediness, you know? Yeah. That's what I was looking for, for right. some reason. Just. And it's funny because, like, most people associate Queens with, like, coming to America or something, like Eddie Murphy movie. Oh, that's you know? right. It was Queens, right? Yeah. yeah. So, okay. so like, when I, I say remember. Queens to so many people, yeah. that's, you know, that's what they think. But I was so far from the city and also, like, not I wasn't even in, like, a congested part like we are here in Astoria. Yeah. It was kind of like, you know, the suburbs, really. It sure. was just families, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so although I was, like, in Queens and in New York... 
like the kind of New York you're describing, it was just as foreign to me. You know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's funny. I lived in uh, Chile um, out of high school. And oh, wow. I was a missionary and stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, I said Texas. That's where I was from. And everybody just, you know, the TV show Dallas. Like They called me <laughs> Jotere. You know, <laughs> so <it was> like, <laughs> that's all they knew was like Dallas yeah. and the Ewings. And, you know, it's just really yeah. funny how... It is funny how television across different places, you know, that's how they identify right. how we are, you know. Yeah. Just yeah, and I guess the lack of travel, too, by especially so many Americans. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But it's probably just human nature that you latch on to. Like, if I say I'm a New Yorker, people yeah. think of, like, a certain thing. But thank God for comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Think of how many places we've seen because, oh, yeah. you, have, you know, goofy jokes. You know, we get to, like, yeah. see the world. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. I never find my, you know, like Sweden or Japan or all these. I know you've been to crazy places too. And it's like, yeah. just, you know, who thought that little joke on a napkin would turn into this and an open mic and a thing. And then you're seeing so many things. It's true, Stop man. Stop telling jokes. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just did a, a run through like Iceland and Norway, oh, wow. Sweden, awesome. you know. So, yeah, like it, it's important to like like you just said, you know, to think of it in, even in those simple terms of like you're you're seeing the world because of like you know these thoughts that you have and yeah because that little drive to say yeah, i can do this you yeah know? <laughs> right <laughs> uh today uh on i'll leave you with this um very special guest uh been on letterman many times uh conan amy schumer show dr katz which that was such a great show uh mm. ladies and gentlemen comedy central specials mr ted alexandro thank you brother show. thank Yay. you thank you great to have you man it's funny how it's like I feel like comedy's like high school. Like uh, <laughs> we're in high school, and then some of us go on to different colleges, and so we don't see each other for a while. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and it's like, and like a podcast is kind of like the high school reunion. Like, it's we, true. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it takes something to get it, to even get us to hang out. We're, yeah, we would all yeah. probably be friends if we realized you know how cool we are with each other. But it's like, <laughs> but it takes a podcast to be like, oh, okay, we'll actually sit down and talk. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's got to be recorded and posted, but we're gonna yeah. talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> God forbid we go to a coffee shop. You know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just catch up right just to be like but, hey what's going on yeah i've known you a while um you know in and out you know i feel like we sometimes we'd kind of be in the same club and sometimes not and yeah yeah you know, i remember you from the old gotham a lot that's right i think that's where i probably saw you the most you knew me pre-cowboy hat that's right yeah that's right that's right <laughs> the old gotham i i miss yeah. that club that uh the old one the old gotham yeah. was one of the best rooms in the city it really was you it was, know it was like the right size i mean the new one's fantastic but it was like there was just something special about that, kind of like a Boston Comedy Club feel. Yes, just yeah, on the smaller side, yeah. a, a little weird in in terms of the contour of the room. Like there were little pockets, you know, like there was yeah. like a up like a little balcony, if you can call it that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just it's it's weird, like what rooms work and what rooms don't, just oh, for yeah. for whatever reason. But the, that one did. Yeah, it is it is interesting how some of the best rooms in the world is a hallway to a bathroom. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. <sometimes>, yes. <laughs> like, there's a certain club, you're like, how is that such... And it just works. Yes, you know? yes. I mean, it's, there's just certain places, and that place was fun. And I liked it that the bar was underneath, you know, so everybody could go down there. There was never any bar chatter, really. People could just hang out downstairs in the bar. Yeah, you know, that's kind of something that's, like, a little bit lost is, you know, the Strip had it years ago, like, places where the comics could just congregate and hang out you yeah. know the seller has it sure um but yeah gotham had it too like that that's worth its weight in gold just like that you feel welcome yeah 
and you know that you can just hang out and there isn't like you know you're not in the way and sure. all that kind of stuff you know yeah it's yeah it's definitely changing you know um but uh i you know when you started a while a while ago like yeah, 100 years about 25 yeah 25 years <laughs> Clay, it's getting there Isn't it amazing <laughs> it's like, it is it's crazy if you could just do this for that long it's that, nuts yeah that you're, i mean it's just like I, I saw a tape of you and it's like you know, old one of those old like when you first started things. I think you posted, uh, and yeah, yeah. but it was great. Don't roll your eyes because you you had it was funny because I think I told you about it when I talked to you once. But you have this like almost like the same delivery. Like your delivery was already there, which is I'm still trying to find mine. Like you you already had it. You're like just start. I mean, your jokes uh, weren't what they are, yeah, but that yeah, delivery. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Like how's uh, he? How does he know how to do that at uh, like 19 or whatever? Well, thanks because yeah, I, I felt. <laughs> I felt horrified, you know, yeah. like, of course, yeah, you just, obviously, you kind of scrutinize and criticize yourself more. Yeah, um, yeah there were some things, because, yeah, that was literally, the one you're talking about was literally the first time that I ever did it, you know, yeah. uh, that video, I posted it on Facebook a while ago, yeah. but, uh, yeah, so, like, I mean, it's it's always, like, a little bit cringing to watch anything you've done, but especially sure. that far back, you know? Yeah, well, it, you know, it seems like you just had a sense of yourself, which is very hard for comics to find sometimes like yeah early on, even if it was conscious or you were nervous or whatever you know and your delivery is something i always talk about where i feel like it's just you know i could listen to you you know read a phone book kind <laughs> of thing it's like it's, it's like a gold train i'm working on, i'm working on a phone book bit. <laughs> <laughs> but no i, but I think it, it might have been because of uh having done a lot of um like community theater and mm -hmm. high school theater so oh, I, okay. I was very used to performing on stage oh, oh that's huge yeah um so yeah that helped you know and yeah. even and even music i had played piano and stuff so being in front of people was not foreign to me but okay you know the stand-up thing is it's a different muscle no i think that definitely makes a big difference because um i'd never done anything yeah like, yeah you know I, I was like you know i did the props at, at, in the theater in my school you know stuff oh, like wow. that paint yeah. backdrops and stuff so yeah. it's like it was never in front of a microphone it was terrified and yeah took an acting class once it was just awful and just the experience of it was just terrible wow and i remember i got opportunities i wasn't ready for early on i don't know if you had any of those yeah i remember yeah. six months in You're still getting things like that <laughs> <laughs> six months in uh i'm reading with ria perlman for a, oh, a wow. pilot six months in, i knew nothing wow like and i was just terrified and yeah. i didn't know how i didn't know how to look or read a script i didn't know how to i didn't know how to do anything yeah. it was like it was like that I show was cheers yeah exactly <laughs> it's that gal well it was uh it was her spinoff it oh was, was like it yeah her yeah. when she goes back to college yeah carla whatever. Yeah, yeah carla yeah. and yeah. she goes back to college and then she's like you know they want a bunch of college kids around her yeah and then I had this look, long hair, whatever. It seemed to work with, you know, the look. But uh, so I think funny. Zach Galifianakis put a showcase together uh -huh. when he was with Kerry Hoffman at Stamp New York. Yeah. They just happened. It was like almost like a bringer show. But hey, there's industry, one of those. Right. And then I just happened to get it. But it's like, wow. But just terrified. Yeah, yeah. I just like could barely get through it, you know. And it's yeah. Like, you and that's kind of like the, that's the absurd beauty of, of stand-up is like you just start with this basic notion of like trying to put some jokes together. Yeah. But then, yeah, there's nights where you don't know who's sitting in the crowd or, you know, a comic has some gig for you or, yeah. you know, things that, like, the path just keeps unfolding. Yeah, it's it's like you're ziplining all the time. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just don't, it, that's what keeps us in it. Even when it's yeah. like some of us get a little further, some of us have to work a little harder, what, some of us make a little more money, some of us, but it, it's still, it's like, 
I couldn't quit it if I if yeah. I tried. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's why I tell people when I talk to young comics, I go, "You just can't quit, and you're fine." <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Try to write, obviously, but yeah. and be original, and don't quit. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, keep showing up. Yeah. Just keep showing up because it's like eventually something will happen for you or maybe it'll open up for you. Right. You know, like like Amy Schumer, it was really good timing for a female comedian like her yeah. to come along. Yeah, yeah. Like there was, there was, you know, we needed it. And right. so she slotted herself in this situation. And it's like, yeah, that's the thing. You know, she had quit five years ago, you know. Right. It's like, so it's like, I feel like that's just really what it is. It's a long yeah. haul. Yeah, because like you said, there's times where you don't see somebody for a while. Yeah. And then you do see them and you're like, oh, wow, they, they really grew you know or like oh, they, yeah. they have jokes that you hadn't seen and yeah that always yeah, pisses so. me off because like i just wanted like <laughs> you know just be like oh you're not any good and then you're like oh damn it yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you just want to label people yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's good and, and it's right. that's really tough though that's why i tell people you know because you know these young comics sometimes it's like you know they want it too fast and it's just like you will be labeled you right. know like if you get up too quick and you're not good then people will see you that for a long time see yeah. you that way or you're too pushy and oh, God. You, you know even... you get labeled with that you know oh, yeah. that that sticks you know for sure oh yeah i mean that's um how did you like when you started um who did you first start opening for did you have comics that you went on the road with early on did you uh guys that you kind of worked with that not... took care of you or not really like early on in terms of uh, working with somebody that ca that came later. Yeah. Early on, like the biggest kind of um, mentor I guess that I had was this Long Island comic named Jim Myers because okay. I used to I used to do both the Long Island scene and the New York scene because I was kind of halfway between both. Okay. So you know when I started early '90s, there were like three or four really good rooms on Long Island that had like good open mic nights that you could be in front of just a crowd of civilians. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, a bringer show or anything like that. So I would go out there. So Jim Myers was this veteran comic who had been around forever, really funny guy. And he saw me and said, you know, I'd like to uh, introduce you to my manager if, if you'd be cool with that. And I, I was like, <laughs> you know, and I was only doing it like maybe two, three years. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, wow, a manager. Great. Like I, I was yeah. always like very just focused on, working and and trying to figure this out and get yeah, better sure. so i w i would say like i was not very business savvy and to this day i kind of remain like that's secondary to me yeah um were you teaching and doing comedy at the same time i was okay. yeah yeah i was teaching elementary school music for the first five years of doing stand-up too wow yeah right out of college so oh that's great yeah, yeah. So Jim Myers hooked me up with my manager Jeff Sussman, and uh, that was really my entree to like road work and okay. all that kind of stuff and getting paid and yeah oh, that's great yeah and yeah that's, that's amazing so teaching kids like that so when you hear a recorder do you like cringe <laughs> and have a flashback <laughs> i do i do break out in sweats i do it's like ptsd yeah people still send me videos like thinking it's funny like oh check this uh, recorder and uh, yeah i, I triangle, do you're like how <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I tried to make it as cool as I could. Sure. Uh, like yeah. this, you know, we'd play like, um, you know, the song Lowrider. Oh, yeah. So, like, I would try to do some fun things, yeah. but it was still the recorder, you know? So, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, yeah. I wonder, have you have gotten in contact with any of your younger students at all? Over the years, or? you know, some of them have shown up uh, <laughs> to gigs and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, That's I remember one time I was at Caroline's, <laughs> yeah. and there was a group 
and I might have even been doing some material about having been a teacher. Okay. And someone yelled out, and uh, there was like a group of maybe seven or eight of them and, yeah. and their parents, and by this point they were probably like 20. Oh, wow. You know, years old. Wow. Um, yeah, so when I taught them, they were, you know, maybe they were nine or ten. Oh, so uh, yeah, pretty bizarre. It, a couple uh, of them I've kept in touch with. There's one guy who's like a hip hop artist. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, he does hey, it. That's kind all of, you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I was like, I guess my work is done. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he comes like he'll pop by the cellar. Okay. I guess maybe he does shows in that area or something. But he he pops up. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's pretty bizarre. Like because now they're the kids that I taught in my earliest years are. You know, probably between twenty-five and thirty. Oh wow! You know, man, time just keeps clicking, huh? It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, I just you know, that's. Did you feel early on that you kind of like? Did you find a transition in your comedy? Like, I feel like, you know, where you decided to take certain risks and be yourself, or were you kind of like a, you know, like a joke writer? You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like I don't know if there was like a moment where you said. You know, like when Carlin, like, you know, I'm going to be this kind of comic as opposed to just, you know, yeah. pandering or whatever. Right. Uh, I think early on, I was more of a joke writer. I was just okay. like writing jokes. Maybe there was some autobiographical stuff to yeah. it, but it was more just about like trying to find the perfect wording and yeah. just reciting it that way every time. Uh, but then as I went along, it became a little more personal, a little more uh, sociopolitical too, yeah. some parts of my act. Uh, I think 9-11 was a big shift for me where just like all of the things that that entailed and sure. also being a New Yorker, um, you know, that kind of awoke in me like a lot of just curiosity about the way things work, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? Uh, so I think that impacted my comedy directly in terms of doing some joke, some material about it, yeah. but also just that worldview uh, of like questioning sure. um, kind of, I think helps inform. I mean, now it's just, it's insane, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny because sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll think I can like throw something out in an audience, like some Pennsylvania firehouse or something. And I'll do some like little and little subtle anti-Trump, just kind of like making fun of him. And it'll just get quiet. Yes. I mean, it's it's almost like, you know, it's funny, I was watching this documentary, uh, Wild Country or something about the... Uh, the cult? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The and religious it's the group. same yeah. stuff. Yes. It's like the way that they are. It's just like, I mean, it's insane how much yes. loyalty and whatever. Yes. And it's just like, and I'll just be like, it's comedy. We've been making fun of presidents for years. Yes. You know, that's what we do. Jimmy Carter, look at him. He's got big teeth. And look at Reagan. <laughs> he's, he's old. He can't remember anything. And like, it's, it keeps going. You know, Monica, right. blah, blah, you know, yeah. and then it's like, but it gets to trouble. Like, like, just stop. What are you yeah. doing? You know? Yes. It's insane. It is. Do you find yourself getting in trouble at all with crowds? You well, know? you know, it's it's fascinating because I, I was doing a lot of political stuff in the run up to the election uh -huh. about both because, you know, I wasn't a fan of either Trump yeah. or, or Hillary. So I was just kind of doing kind of broad view political jokes. Sure. Um, and they were working up until... He got elected. Yeah. And then once he got elected, there was this shift, I, I guess, of like his supporters being like, we're not taking this shit anymore. Like we <laughs> we insane. we kept quiet the whole campaign. Yeah. Because like I said, these were jokes that were working for six months or whatever. Yeah. 
but once he got elected, then they were emboldened to kind of shout out and stuff. And also when I'm, uh, sometimes I open for Gaffigan. So yeah. like when I'm on the road with him, he doesn't do anything polarizing or political. Yeah. So, you know, for the most part, I try to keep it down the middle. Sure. But I was doing some political stuff in front of his audiences. And yeah. it, depending on where it was, there were times when we were in red states or just more conservative pockets. Yeah. I think one time in Alabama where, uh, <laughs> like, the, somebody yelled, they weren't having the Trump jokes, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was it was interesting to see that shift. Like we like like you said, we're not even going to listen to this. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just can't even, I can't even take it sometimes, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's every day it's something. And I feel like as Jobs is, I mean, I feel like the court jester's, you know, from the beginning of time, made fun of the king, yeah. and that's that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, we're supposed to mock everything that's happening. Yeah, and it's like you have to allow us to do that. Yeah, there's a humorlessness about that group. Yeah, you know, and I'm not going to say all Trump supporters because I don't. Think no, there's is. also the the far left as well. Like too left is is a problem too. Absolutely, too sensitive. You know, we hear one buzzword, they go crazy. Like both, Absolutely. anything extreme like that. Yeah, yeah. People have lost their sense of humor to even hear s- certain topics. Like they'll shut down uh, if you know on the left or the right. Yeah. If if you bring it up. You know, yeah, I just never understand that in a comedy club because comedy club's supposed to be like the speakeasy. You know, it's supposed to be yeah. like you should have a little password you say to get in. Like it's <laughs> it's yeah. the dirty little place. You know, usually in cellars and basements and like you're you know that's where you're supposed to be bad. Yeah, that's where yeah. you're supposed to hear the bad stuff. Like jazz was when it started was considered like sex music. Like yeah. you know, like that's what you know comedy shouldn't lose that because it's no, a I agree. Blogger, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, it's also incumbent on us to kind of stand our ground. You know, like. Like, yeah. but you have to do it within reason. Like when I'm opening for Gaffigan, I'm opening for him. That's his yeah. crowd, and sure. I don't want to ruin the show for him. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> That'd be great. Or, one night you just flip out. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, okay, uh, so I like uh, I don't like Kale. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I can't I can't make it about me. Yeah, when you know. So, the, that's yeah. part of maturation yeah. too. Yeah, like sure. you know, like when when you're younger, you, maybe you dig in more, and you're like, nobody's gonna tell me what to do. Yeah. But as you get older, it's like, like I need that check. It's yeah. a good gig. <laughs> yeah, I need the check. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So you pick your spots, though. So it's sure. like if I'm at the cellar or somewhere around the city, uh, I, I have to make sure that I am challenging myself and I am kind of standing my ground and not backing off the things that are uh, challenging to talk about, you know, because they're challenging to make funny. They're challenging to, like, even certain topics. Like, you know, I do a joke about the national anthem now. Yeah. So, you know, when you bring that up, you know, people are, it's going to be a little polarizing and some people are going to want to hear it or not. Yeah. So I think it's important for us, though, in the situations that we can. Yeah. To test ourselves. Sure. You know? And test the audiences, you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like sometimes when I get up on stage, I feel it's, you know, part of what I want to do is sometimes convert them, you know, into mm-hmm. like seeing that everything can be funny. Yeah. You know, and it's just like I feel like, you know, that's that's part of the struggle sometimes, you know, just to try yeah. to like get them to kind of like just see that everything can be funny. You can laugh at right. anything. It's but, true. It's true. But the the fact of the matter is 
they do have final say on you know in that in that space for that yeah. night at least you know each night yeah. one to the next it's like that group that dynamic whatever it is and it's a million collisions of all these yeah. atoms and people you don't know how it's going to work that night but and that's what i think is the challenge like when you are talking about stuff that is like uh you know where you're a little bit more on the high wire yeah 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 uh you have to hit the center of the target you know they're not going to just laugh because it's like oh i see. he's really given a good he's you know that's a tough thing to talk about and he's giving it a good try yeah. you have to hit the center of the target yeah. and then you know then they'll walk away with what you're saying they'll walk away with oh yeah you can't you can joke about anything because i saw him do it yeah. you know it's I, not just it's not just the attempt yeah no it's it's insane if you you know that that <laughs> i still i'm so amazed by the, the, the art of stand-up where it's just like that we you know we create this thing we we write this thing, we perform this thing, and then it's like, and we still, the reaction to what strangers give us dictates how good it is. And it's still amazing to me. It that, is fascinating. That, that we yeah. still, like a sound that comes out of a human being <laughs> is what tells us whether this is good or not. Like, it's the yeah. craziest thing. It know? is bizarre. It's yeah. just, because it's like, you know, if, if, if somebody looks at a Picasso, like if, you know, like they just read a book, like, it's just the weirdest thing. You're, you know? you're absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only art form that is is kind of uh, democratically decided upon, you know, in terms of, it's democratically edited, essentially, yeah. right? Because, like, we go with our prepared material, and they essentially say yay or nay, like, to oh, this. They have so much power. You know? They have so much power. <laughs> yeah. Because. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the thing is, they, it's not as though you're not before a judge or a jury. You're yeah. really just before this group of people that wants to be entertained. Yeah. Right? So that's yeah. what's, that's what's so... Um, that's the purity of it. It's like they don't have any ulterior motive. Yeah. They're just going to laugh if it's good, right? Yeah, or they laugh because they have that that light in them. Because some people, even if it's good, right, they right. don't. I've noticed because you watch certain people, and you've been all over the world, and it's just like, you know, like in Sweden, I've noticed they clap a little more than they actually belly laugh. That's true, yeah. You know, so there's certain types of people that, you know, it's just not in them sometimes to make like this outward sound, like, you know, and it's like, and that's what, as comics too, we have to take that in consideration. It's like not everybody's like some drunk Jersey guy or what, you know, ah, it's like belly laughing, going crazy. Yeah, like not everybody no. has that. And a lot of people, like when they're around other people, they're con self-conscious and stuff. Yeah. And so it's, like, it's just a, so the, the psychosis of it is crazy. It's a good point. Yeah, because <laughs> we've we've all had shows where at the end of it, you feel as though it was a crowd that didn't give up oh, anything. Yeah. And then they come over and tell you how much they loved it. Oh, yeah. You know? So, yeah, it is. People like, that buy merch, they didn't laugh at all. What are you going to home and listen to this and not laugh again? Like, what are you, why are you buying this? <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's what keeps me in it is just, I'm, you know, still always chasing the dragon. You know, I feel yeah. like it's always, you'll never master it. Right. You know, and it's one of those things that you'll, you'll always get better. You know, yeah. I feel like I'm better this week than last week. Yeah. You know, it's one of these, you constantly grow, I feel, as a comic. It's like one of the art yeah. forms that you just can just continually just get better and take more risk and mm -hmm. be more personal. And, right. You know, it's just one of those things that you, you'll never quite be as good as you want to be. And that's what's great about it. 
Yeah, if you're doing it right, it you're 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 growing, and and it, hopefully it's a parallel growth with you as a person. You know, like you're yeah. challenging yourself just in terms of the way you're living and yeah. what you're reading and what you're engaging with. Like, hopefully it's a parallel evolution to you as a person. Well, that's what's great too. Is like you know, it's like. There's a lot of ways to look at this when you get older, you know, and it's just like, I know there's a lot of comics that have that negative energy of like, oh, you know, I'm old and nothing's going to happen. This young kid's going to get on SNL and you know, they got this energy. And I feel like I'm way better now than I ever was then when I was in my 20s because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And now it's like, like you said, you know, it's like you have more life experiences or you're more well-read or traveled or whatever. And it's just like you can bring more to the table and, and there's there's quite a few adults that would like to see an adult, you know, do this as opposed to some kids. So no, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Because, and that can be a frustration too with the business because, uh, show business like any other business puts a premium on youth, you know, for a lot of reasons. One, just it's cost efficient to exploit the young up and comers who will do something for less. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you know, so you, like you said, there there is a uh, a trap that you can fall into where, you know, if you see the business fawning over newer people or younger people or you get bypassed for things. But, you know, those are the times that you have to kind of step back and get in touch again with the things, the reasons why you do it. And, yeah. you know, there's going to be plenty of opportunities for everybody ultimately. Well, I get really angry when it comes to like... Um what people's definition of making it is because mm-hmm. um you know i think somebody was acting like bill hicks didn't make it or something i was like what are you talking about he had all these albums i guarantee he had a big house like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. like he toured and did all these things i mean right a tragic story but but when he was being a comic it was fantastic it's of like course. what are you talking about yeah. it's like people feel like well because it wasn't eddie murphy he wasn't he, yeah. he didn't even want to be that right you know? he right. didn't want to do commercials he didn't no. want to do those kinds of things like he had yeah. his own path and he definitely was was following it all the way through yeah and so sometimes yeah. people but but even people that like you know that are doing well i notice like you know like i was talking to a friend of mine and he does a lot of cruises and so yeah i did 12 cruises and i was like yeah, that's a lot of cash, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's like right. nobody's putting a gun to your head. Like, you don't have to do these cruises. If I could be clean, I'd fucking do a cruise, but I can't, so I don't do it. <laughs> right. I run a room. That's what I do. I, I get it. So it's, But it's, like, insane to me. You yeah. know? It's like you're bringing, like, all this three grand a week. That's beautiful. Like, shut up. Absolutely. You know, remember when you couldn't even pay for a meal f- off of your comedy, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I always get crazy when people are doing way better than they think they're doing, you know? They think right. that, like, there's just, like, this they have to be in the top five of the chris rock things to be able to say that they've made it or something that's not what it is it's no yeah different sections of it you know oh yeah no and and i think that's only a really a trap to uh to get you depressed and bitter (laughs) if you if you fall into that oh my god i mean therapy really helped my comedy you know Mm -hmm. it's funny i'm writing a one-man show with my therapist is that right (laughs) oh that's awesome It's like the best therapy ever. It's like I just bring in notes and I'm like, hey, what's this? You know, do yeah. a type five. But it's like, <laughs> but because he knows my life, yes. and and part of my depression is not following through, yeah, and doing stuff that I want to do and not yeah. being busy enough and being lazy. And so right. we found a way to just you know to keep me happy is by being productive. Mm-hmm. And so he's gonna help me get this thing off. Oh, that's and great. it's like. 
but yeah, it's just, but the, but the therapy itself is you know helps me with audiences that are shitty mm-hmm. or negative energy with comedians or you know yes the industry itself and stuff and it's because it's like you need to be balanced as a person to do this you know because you're gonna try because in the beginning you're gonna try to be, hey, I'll just do shots and I'll do coke and I'll be crazy and I can be a rock star and yeah. Kinnison that was obviously that didn't last so <laughs> there's certain guys it's yeah. not gonna work right it's like yeah, I mean, it's all, I guess, ultimately, it's part of uh, a life, you know? Yeah. So you might have phases where you are drinking and doing yeah. coke and doing whatever. Yeah. But yeah, like like you said, balance, I think, is ultimately the thing that's going to uh, benefit you in the short term and, and the long term, you yeah. know? So it's important to find whatever that balance is going to be for you, if, if it's therapy, if it's working out, eating healthy, whatever the things are that, that give your life that balance, I, I find for myself it's, it's, it's the most important thing. And also, I mean, you know, I think and what I like about you is, like, you're one of these guys that, like, you could just rest on the laurels of being a good comic and then just be a comic and whatever. But I feel, you know, you're always trying to do stuff, like your web series or, you know, trying to, you know, get things out there. And, you know, and I think that's... To me, that's the key is just projects, you know, just continually yes. trying to do different stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also just like th- thinking about what excites you and then, like you said earlier, following through on it. That's yeah. that's the hardest part because there's going to be, a, especially when you're doing things a little more independently, yeah. um, there's going to be so many roadblocks and things that where you could bail. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, in a way, I think comedy is, is a good... Um, uh, kind of uh, preparation for all the other things that you do because it's about problem solving, you know. And with stand-up, you you have to get so used to solving problems and so used to being persistent yeah. that when you take that skill set to like a web series or something else, yeah. you're very used to dealing with adversity and figuring out, all right, we can't do this, let's try this, or this person can't make it, let's try that person, you know, like whatever the whatever the problem is, you're, you're used to solving the problem. Well, what I've noticed with you and, you know, it's like you're adjusting to the new landscape of comedy and that's what a web series is or something to yeah. that effect, you know, or right. a podcast, whatever it is. Yeah. And I think that's because when we started, it was just like, if, if you got on this, you know, Tonight Show, whatever, then it was like you, you, the ball was rolling, but it's not that way anymore. No, you know, no. There's guys that have tons of those credits that, you know, Nobody really sees it. They're watching right. other things, and there's so much you know out there now. Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess you almost have to have a thing that uh, keeps the conversation going with your fan base, if you want to call it that. Like you, uh, because they're not obviously people aren't going to be sitting in the clubs every night, so yeah. you have to kind of keep that relationship of like, oh yeah, I like this guy. He's got a podcast now. He's got you know this or that. So that you're you're building, you know, like. But yeah, when we started, I mean, yeah. like, it, it it is fascinating. I I don't know if it's too grandiose to say, but may, maybe the people who bridged television was like a big thing. But uh, well, but yeah. to but to go from like pre-internet or even pre-cable, you know, I guess there was cable, but not to the extent that there is now. Yeah. Uh, like our careers have really spanned this explosion in media. You know, I tell you, the Mark Marin thing is just phenomenal. Yeah, he he was like, he just you know, and he's a guy that just well, I'll do you know, just marches to his own beat and just does his own thing. And then that was a, 
I mean, unbelievable what he yeah. was able to do with that in his yes. garage thing and just the right. whole, you know, just how that thing popped like that. You know? Yeah, and it's it's such a good kind of fable in a way, like for comedians. Like, here's a guy that was doing radio for a long time. He was like on Air America, like doing like political radio, really during the Bush yeah. years. A little short lived, though. I mean, it yeah, could, yeah, longer, but right, right. But but honing that muscle. Yeah, and then you know, kind of when he was at his wits end a little bit, yeah. started the podcast yeah. and. You know, that muscle that had been honed in other things and doing yeah. stand-up for all those years. Sure. Like, it was just the right confluence of timing and his skill set. And, yeah, it's it's I, so weird. I always loved watching him. Cause yeah. Because I felt like he was always doing something a little different. Yes. He just, like, he was the guy that would take the risk and not pander and just kind of, like, it was like this introspective, you know, kind of manic thing that was just a l- yeah. lot of fun to watch. Yeah, he was, was really thinking stuff. on stage. It yeah, wasn't yeah. just reciting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's... Uh, that was what was so great about Boston Comedy Club. You know, I talk about it a lot on this, but I mm-hmm. feel like that was such a special place. You yeah. know, it was just, uh, I feel like it was the CBGBs of comedy. Mm-hmm. It was just like this raw thing that was happening in there. And, yeah. Uh, you were there a little bit, right? Yeah, a little yeah. bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was like, it did feel like a, an anarchist kind of uh, <laughs> energy. Like, is anyone really in charge of this place? Like, what's, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was so, it was, yeah, so many of us went through there. And, like, I ran it at the end. And, you yeah. know, it was just like, just, I remember, uh, you know, just funny moments. Like, I think yeah. uh, Patrice was in the back one time. Patrice on the only was throwing phone books at Kevin Hart when he was on stage, <laughs> like, making fun of his short thing. Like, it was just hilarious. That craziness was happening. <laughs> Right. And then, right. One time there was this guy, Romy Rome, and he was on stage and he had. Yeah, I remember Romy Yeah, Rome. he had like a, a blinged out belt buckle and he had like this fancy Adidas thing. He had all this nice clothes. And then Tracy Morgan comes in and he's like, Yo, Rome, you know what's wrong with you? You rock and roll too early. This kid's just like terrified. It was yes. Tracy, you know? Yes. And it's like moments <laughs> like that where you're just like. Yeah. Just, oh man. Just, just you can't you can't even like it's funny watching crashing. Yes. Did you do an episode? Uh right. no, no. I okay. You, yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. But yeah, I was fascinated yeah. by how well they recreated that room. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was Boston it was like they the outside and stuff, like it was phenomenal. And the inside too. Yeah. Really weird. It's funny how yeah. they're doing it because it's like it's like it exists now. Right. It, you know what I mean? Like they're trying to trying to put it in the landscape of of the village now. So it's kind of interesting that they did it right. that way. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah I, yeah. I actually, I spoke to Dove Davidoff who plays like the the guy, the comic who runs the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, uh, I guess they just did it here in Astor- uh, Kaufman Astoria Studios. They, oh, cool. I think they recreated. Oh, that's where they recreated the, yeah, the yeah. inside of it. Because yeah. I, I had to ask him, I'm like, where, where did you guys shoot that? Because it looked exactly like the contours of the room and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and he's like, yeah, they just, uh, they rebuilt it, you know, and. I guess yeah. that HBO money, they, yeah, they great. Well, spare Pete, no expense. Pete was my barker at Boston. Is that right? Yeah, he was my barker. It was him, Jamie Kilstein, Nate Bergazzi. Oh, and, wow. And, uh, yeah, they were the, you know, Pete was a pretty good barker. Nate was terrible. But he's <laughs> <laughs> just too low-key. That's really funny. <laughs> and Jamie, somebody just wanted to beat him up all the time. <laughs> so it was like... <laughs> it's so funny. But it was, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's funny because, uh, yeah, and Pete, you know, it's kind of moved up and different yeah. stuff. And, yeah, you know, yeah. he, uh, he gave me a little, part on one of the shows it was cool oh, nice. and it was like a, it was nice you know just kind of just being involved yeah. with him and you know his success and stuff so for it was really sure cool. yeah yeah but, uh, but yeah it's just like that's the thing you never know you know right who's gonna like 
have a thing and he's a guy that just oh my gosh like talk about a guy that just does everything yes. you know like, I, I got a TV show. I got a podcast. I got a, yes. a you know, a, yes. an HBO type show. Like, yeah. just boom, 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 always pumping it out. Right. And it's like, even when, like, the talk show goes off the air, boom, do, doesn't even miss a beat, man. Just starts working on his show, and then, you yes. know, and it gets it to the right people. And yeah, it's unbelievable. You yeah. know, what he's done is just crazy. Yeah, yeah, and it speaks to what you said about, like, you got to have a, a project. Uh, I mean, it, I think it's always been the case that it helps to have something outside of stand-up. Sure. Um if, you know, if you have something authentic, you know, I think if you force it, it's probably not going to really go anywhere. But if it's authentic yeah. to who you are, it'll find, you know, people will listen. Yeah, and well, and with, you know, something like Pete Holmes is like, you know, just so damn likable. You know, yeah. there's certain people like, like I talked to people, I said, that's really key. You know, I was working yeah. with Nate, Nate Bregazzi at Caroline's this weekend and it was like, it's just so likable. You know, it's, like, <laughs> it's, just, it's hard not to go on board with what he's saying just yes. because... You know, and that's a, that's a that's a thing. Some people don't have that. Right. But it, like somebody like Nick DiPaolo has to be funny as shit because he's not that likable. <laughs> so he's just got to be fucking. The jokes know. better be. Yeah, there. they better be great because he's not likable at all. <laughs> so, but he's he's a great writer and yes. he's funny and he's crazy and yeah. that's likable to me because I right. know people like that. That's right. You yeah. know, but it's like I can yeah. see him really like you know grading the wrong audience. Right. But right. That's a funny guy. You know. That's yeah. The there's thing. an audience yeah. for that too. You know. Sure. Sure. Kind of yeah. like to what we were saying before, like when there used to be a thing where, you know, any random audience would listen to Nick yeah. or Janine Garofalo or yeah. whoever. But now it's like it's so polarizing, not to say that they wouldn't, but, you know, people might yell out more than they used to or yeah. interrupt because of, you know, what they're talking about. Who Who is like a, you know, like a comic that you just admired like a lot as a kid or even as a comic like you know, um, old school guys or anything like who'd you listen to or i would say like my parents had uh, a few george carlin albums um so i remember him specifically as being like a craftsman uh you know just even as like a you know eight ten twelve year old listening to those albums class clown or yeah. different things like that um and then as i got into it you know, there's that bizarre shift of like guys that you've seen on television are, you know, you're on the same bill as them yeah. or, or they drop in or whatever. Sure. Um, so like David Tell was, oh, was so one. Funny. Yeah. I mean, always, so always funny. has, so he never does the same set twice, you know? Amazing. Yeah. It is he's a machine. <laughs> yeah. His jokes are so funny. Did you ever see Carlin live? You, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I saw him once yeah. out at the old Westbury theater. Now it's like yeah. whatever bank thing, but yeah. Um, on Long Island, I, I saw yeah, him when I was great in college. To see live. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I, yeah, I saw him working out some specials and things a couple of different times. Yeah, just have the papers on the stool and right. just kind of like looking through it and stuff. Yeah, he had a little bit of that even on the show that I saw. It yeah. was like it was mostly polished, but there was a few like he would check notes. Yeah, I remember he walked a bunch of people in like in Vegas, they were like <laughs> senior citizens, and he was just like, "I'm George Carlin. Who did you think I was?" <laughs> he was just like yelling at him. It's like, what did you think you were gonna get? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't juggle. You know, he's like flipping out. It was fantastic. It was like a it's even a guy silly. at that level just yes. seeing him like snap a little on the audience like get the fuck out of here you know that guy I, attitude is fantastic i always found that fascinating that he developed his specials in vegas you know like that yeah if like to me if you had to pick like the worst place to do it <laughs> it would be vegas but sure. i guess partially because he is carlin so there's this you yeah. know probably overwhelmingly the people that come are fans 
but um, yeah, it just it, it did strike me, especially because of the nature of what he talks about and stuff. Yeah. It doesn't. I don't associate that with Vegas, but I guess when you're as big as he was, yeah, you know, it's it's that's a little different dynamic. Yeah, well, he's probably yeah, he's probably doing you know twenty shows a week or whatever it is. Yes, so yes. Like, I think that's what. But uh, yeah, for sure. And Carlin was always such a good example of like do whatever you want in comedy. You can switch it up. You yeah. Can, you can change. You can, you know, there's no rules. And yes. you can like, there's no, I mean, prior to, you know, where it's like, you can start out one way yeah. and then shed that and become something else. And I think that's, you know, it's, that's the thing is it doesn't matter what you do. That's the best part yeah. about this. Yeah. You know, you can experiment and take those chances and stuff. Yeah. If you reach those points where you're really feeling frustrated yeah. and, uh, you know, it's just that it's that ongoing conversation with yourself. Yeah. If you feel like I'm not maximizing or I could be doing something differently or, you know, like or I'm doing the same thing and it's not satisfying. Yeah. Those are the pivot moments where, you know, for some it'll be really um, like a, a huge shift like Carlin was yeah. or but, you know, for everyone, it's going to be a little different. But if if you're kind of really listening to yourself and your heart of like this isn't working for me anymore yeah you have to you have to kind of constantly make those little pivots yeah um carlin was always frustrating to watch because it's like if you had anything that was somewhat even close to similar (laughs) that he was doing yeah he just killed it like he just milked that thing and tagged and tagged and tagged and tagged and tagged and be like well i guess i'm just not doing that's done i'm not doing that anymore the golf course golf course thing whatever it was it's like it's done you can't even touch it right there's no meat on the bone (laughs) yeah Right, right. And that happens sometimes. It's frustrating, you know, when you're just like, you know, you have a bid and you're just like, it's working and you're just like, this is killing. And it's not even a hack thing. It's just a happen. This guy just happens to be doing it. Yes. You know, and you're just like, I mean, because we're all kind of in living in this world. Right. And it's like, you know, Chris Rock is a new special is phenomenal. But yeah. at the same time, I was like, oh, this is a couple of bits. Some buddies were kind of playing with those kind of premises. And, and I feel bad for them because I'm like, ah, you can't do it. And I had a, yes. some things like that happen in my comedy. And it's like, you know, there's really nothing you could do about it. You know? Right. You just right. have to keep writing and, you know, whatever. And it's funny because, you know, because if you, if you keep doing it, somebody might call you out and then you're like, no, then you go crazy. You're like, I wrote it first. You know? Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, you kind of just have to make that decision. Like if it's exactly the same, yeah. you kind of like, that's it. But Have you ever had any run-ins where you felt like somebody was lifting and you kind of had to muscle yeah. a little bit? Well, it's funny. Like recently I, I had uh, a lawyer contact me that this French comic, I don't know if you've heard about this at all, this guy, Tomer Sisley. Okay. Uh, they call him the copy comic. Uh, okay. There's YouTube videos. If you look up Tomer Sisley, yeah. there's videos that will juxtapose American comedians on one side of the screen and then him doing the act verbatim on the other <laughs> side. So I did a joke about uh, a cop on a bike and like what's next, a cop on a pogo stick. Yeah. You know, this is going back like probably 15 years. Yeah. But it was on my, uh, my f- I think my first Comedy Central special. So he took that joke uh-huh. and it seemed like he must have just watched a bunch of comedy central specials because it was people like you know gaffigan judy gold uh kevin brennan Chappelle. you know yeah. it, you know it was like 
he was taking just like anyone's jokes that had a Comedy Central special. Okay. And he's been, I guess, a touring working comic in France. Wow. So there's this lawsuit coming up, or I guess they're trying to build one. Really? Uh, against this guy, Is yeah. there a French law that's different than ours or some bullshit? Cause yeah, I, I don't even know, you know, because I was like, look, I'm not going to, you know, like initiate any lawsuit. I don't give sure. a shit. It's like one joke. The guy, you know, I clearly yeah. I don't uh, agree with it or condone it. Yeah. But, like, I've had it happen in the past where uh, this guy Tucker... Uh, Tucker Max is that his name? He wrote a book. I hope they serve beer in hell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he stole. I I did this joke about uh, uh, getting a blowjob from a girl wearing a "What Would Jesus Do" bracelet. Okay. And I said like, you know, uh, Jesus would use less teeth. <laughs> Jesus would work the balls. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so that joke, which is pretty specific, yeah. was in his book. Oh, you know, wow. about like him just telling a story, as if it was. Yeah. I've- his yeah. joke. You've inspired a few people. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> you were the first one to do the CrossFit joke. And you have a couple of jokes. Yeah, like, hey, that's yes. Ted. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The Jesus apps yeah, thing yeah, yeah, pops yeah. up you a lot. See, yeah, yeah, you see people and you're just like, ah, he's, he's an idiot. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you know. that's. But it's, I think some of it is is attributable to what you said. Like, it's a human experience. So, like, if it's just, if it's just the observation, like somebody saying, like, oh, Jesus has good abs. It's like, you know, I... You know, I, I I don't think that they're necessarily stealing it from me, but depending on where they go from there, yeah, you know, you know well, you never. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, it's it's always suspect. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because I feel our job, actually. I mean, even even though it's like like sometimes I hate watching comedy because I don't want to like have that kind of get in my brain somehow. Like right. I don't want to watch too many specials. There's certain guys I love to watch, yeah. but I'm just like ah, I just don't want to. Because when I first started. I saw too much Todd Barry. Yeah. And it was like, I just saw he was always at New York Comedy Club. Yeah. And then I started kind of morphing into Todd Barry. That's so like, funny. Hey, and I would just start talking like, <laughs> yeah, hey, man. Guys, hey, those are speakers. <laughs> and it was like, I just started, and I started, my brow started going down. And I just, it was just weird. And people mm-hmm. called me out on it. And I was like, I'm not doing this on purpose. Right. You know, it's just, it's just somebody, happening. Yeah. Somebody good who you're yeah. around. And yeah. I've seen there's some comics now that kind of lift his delivery and stuff and sure. i'm just like but i wasn't and then i had to break myself of it you know yes. and i had to like and i was like no todd barry just like i can't watch <laughs> you if you see him come in i just leave yes I, guess, like, I don't, don't want to go through that again yes yes but uh but you know but that does happen but i think but at the same time you you know you have to be aware so it's it's a tough you know yeah to yeah figure it out but you you know we, we all kind of know in the tv thing i think is a thing if you do it on tv that that has to right that's an unspoken thing but right you know yeah, because then it's easy to at least point to it and say like, yeah, here, yeah. here's, here it is, and here's the yeah. year that I did it. You yeah, know? So. but I don't honestly though. I don't. I don't sweat that too much uh, sure. because, for one thing, I know like my own process of just writing and putting it out and then yeah. moving on after a while. So, uh, you know, like if there is the self policing thing too of yeah. like. If if I see somebody doing something that I've seen you do or whatever, I'll say, oh, you know, Dustin has that joke. Or yeah. we all pretty much, if somebody is doing something that's too close, you know, if it, especially to a friend, you'll yeah, say like, sure. oh, I've seen somebody do that. You and know. the thing is, that when I if I ever say it to somebody, a young comic or whatever, I'm not saying it. Be, and it's, it's coming from like, dude, 
trust me, you just don't want to be doing that. Right. It's not like I'm trying to call you out on something. Yes. You're an asshole. I'm just That's saying right. you, it's going to be bad for you if somebody else sees you do that. Yeah, yeah. You're not even saying you stole that. You're yeah, saying it's... Just, just it's, so you know. Yeah. You know? Just as an idea, you know, just so you have a, a, a clue. Right. But, uh, you know, I remember... Um, you know when you guys did the coalition, you know for the for the comedians, yeah. and uh, that was such a uh, <laughs> you know an amazing thing. You know that it was yeah. just like it, it was so funny though because part of it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> of course, a bunch, of, a bunch of comedians like standing in a room, <laughs> yes, and just like fighting for this money. Yeah, you know what? Every time I get you know seventy five dollars or whatever, I think we should raise it. By the way. Oh. <laughs> You and me I think both. You guys should get the. You and me both. <laughs> get back out there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But you know, the guys fought for you know the rights of comics to make more money because it's easy for clubs to kind of overlook you know the reason people are coming in. Right. You know, and it's not just for the margaritas and the plastic cups. You know, <laughs> they're they're actually coming here to see the comedy. Yes. And comics, you know, should be paid accordingly, and you know whatnot. I mean, sometimes you know there is. Like, I run a little room, and it's, like, 60 seats and stuff. And, you know, and I have developmental, you know, guest spots. And, you know, because, right. you know, it's it's 60 seats, you know? Right. You can't pay everybody right. 100 bucks or whatever. So sometimes there yeah. are circumstances. Right. But I think it was, you know, but I think we have to kind of fight a little bit, you know. Or comics or club owners and things will kind of just not care about us, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're never going to take the initiative, yeah. like, to do it. You know, it really has to come from either from somebody influential that they'll yeah. listen to or from the collective yeah. which in our case that was the case you know where they so many people like we had hundreds of comics kind of that were behind it yeah um so yeah it wound up being a good thing and it raised it you know and that was significant and it's still you know it's not enough to live on but it's yeah. you know <laughs> i always felt you guys should have gone for the uh, i always felt there should be a road standard because I feel like out there is like the Wild West. They do whatever they yeah. want. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're right. You're you know, right. 200 but, bucks and a hamburger. Like, you know, yes. it's like just crazy stuff out there. Sure. You know? but, well, the thing is, too, that like everything is its own animal and we are kind yeah. of like independent contractors. Yeah. So even just taking, yeah. yeah, taking on New York yeah. as a whole was enough of a, of a, an endeavor you know like because we did have comics contacting us from around the country really from la from even from around the world like london and stuff yeah. saying like oh can we like be part of this and it's like this is really specific to new york because even la like i think they get paid like 10 bucks or something yeah. like by check or whatever seven dollars and 36 cents weird yeah. checks you get from like yes comedy yes which to me is even more bizarre it's like yeah. wh why aren't you guys why are you piggybacking on us you should have been doing this 10 years ago if you're making seven <laughs> bucks by check you yeah. know really so weird. yeah for, so, but for us like you know it, it was good to know that like we were kind of inspiring other people to think that way yeah but we were kind of knee deep in tr just trying to organize our own thing you know Sure. No, yeah. I think it's, you know, and then I know, it, you know, maybe it led to, you know, other activism for you. I know you're very, you know, conscious of things that are happening in the world. And, you know, I think that's, and it's funny because I know you do a lot of stuff and a lot of people talk to you about it. But it's almost like when I think about you and all the things you fight for and the decency and things like that in this country, it's kind of like Chris Rocks, but it's like, you're supposed to take care of your kids. Like, you're supposed <laughs> to take care of rights and people and look out, you know? And yeah. it's just like, that's, to me, it's like, yeah, it's like you're a model of what people should be doing. 
You know, Thanks. I, I feel people are afraid to do it sometimes because of the backlash right. they'll get from either you know clubs or audiences or media or whatnot. But yeah. Well, thanks. I th- I think uh, even the word activism is is funny to me that there's a word for that, like for being act for being active in in yeah. what's going on around you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. It's kind of been a an organic thing, the same way the Comedians Coalition was an organic thing, yeah. where it piqued my interest and just the conversations I was having with comedians more and more. There were people were unhappy with the pay, so then yeah. I was like, well, let's you know, let's do something about this. And then, you know, as things kind of came up, Occupy Wall Street, I went down there and I just had that same feeling of like, yeah, these are the things that I've been thinking about. And, you know, Black Lives Matter and all the all these other things, um, you know, that I feel as though like we have to advocate for each other in in any form, you know, like because like if it's just the people that are afflicted by it, it's probably not going to you know it's not going to uh not, i don't like to use the word win but it's not it's not going to get get the things that they're yeah, looking for yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so yeah i mean just I'm, lending your voice to the to the chorus kind of yeah well i'm a big dick gregory fan and yeah. it's like i felt like you know read his book that i can't say on my podcast <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> i'm reading that book you know it says it's the n-word for people who don't realize it but yeah. it's a book and it, it's a fantastic book it's about his life yeah i remember reading it on the subway and it just says it right there on the thing and people are like whoa hey, what's that? i'm wearing a cowboy hat reading a book called the n-word <laughs> not a good look that's great <laughs> so- <laughs> that's great yeah. But you know, but he went out of his way to you know really stand up for rights and things. And I think that's yeah. you know we have that power. You know, we have a microphone. Yeah. We can write bits that might provoke people right. to, to think about things. Yeah, and uh, you know we can always lend a hand and help and march and do stuff. And yeah, but uh, I uh, yeah I appreciate you doing this. And you know, thanks for you know inspiring me as a comic. I love oh. watching you, and I hope you're get to do more stuff that you want to do and keep telling Thank those you, jokes brother. and shaking it up rattling the cage that's it i appreciate <laughs> and, uh, that yeah. yeah um get anything coming up anything cool anything uh i'm touring with gaffigan through awesome. the through the end of the year that's so that's amazing. you know if people are looking for dates um that's a fun balanced show i like the two of you on the show because you're thanks. very different yeah I, I can see you complimenting each other thanks yeah it is it's it's really fun to work with them too because like we're doing anywhere from you know 2000 seat theaters up to you know 15,000 seat like NBA that's, arenas. That's insane. It is insane. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so yeah, that's jokes. Right, it's right. Crazy, you know? you know. Yeah. So that's really cool. And then my my new special is coming out uh Senior Class of Earth. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um that uh, I'm working with uh Bill Burr and Al Madrigal's company All Things Comedy. Oh, great. Uh so they're going to be releasing it in, and then it'll be available on Amazon, iTunes, all oh, the that's great. streaming. Yeah. What's your social media stuff we can catch you? Uh just at Ted Alexandro, tedalexandro.com. I'm easy to find. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for listening to I'll Leave You With This. I'm Dustin Chafin, our special guest, Ted Alexandro. Thank you, guys, and keep hitting it. Bye-bye. Yeah.